0: I would say it's one of excitement. One of the things that uh, we've talked about on our team is why continue to attend the March for Life? Why even have the March for Life? Um, and we are dear friends with the March for Life organization and Jeannie Mancini, their president. And she and I have agreed this is a way for us to continue to show solidarity and unity in this space. We know that Roe was a huge moment of victory for the pro life community, but we also recognize that instead of one battleground, we now have 50 now that 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 decision has been left to the states. And so being able to still show that unity and collaboration across all the pro-life organizations that attend um, speaks a very, very loud message of, we're still here, we're still marching for women, for children, for fathers of those babies and for families. And so we are thrilled to be here. It is um, wonderful to see lots of young people and it's just a, a sense of excitement but a peaceful excitement of just standing for life.
1: Robin Chambers of Focus on the Family is our guest. You mentioned the peaceful nature here. What is it like for you and others in the pro-life movement to have such a bias in some parts of our culture against those who are fighting to save babies and protect women when you are subject to A lot of hatred and name calling, and even some legal prosecution.
0: At times, it's very difficult. Um, One of my favorite stories, Focus on the Family, did a live ultrasound in Times Square several years ago. And I happened to be on the mobile unit where the ultrasound was being performed on Abby Johnson with baby Fulton, her son. And we had protesters that came past the mobile unit yelling things that I probably hadn't ever been um, accused of being, um, harsh things. Um, They were spitting toward the mobile unit. But here's one of the opportunities that we have as Christ followers to not respond in kind. We had two executive directors there from the state of New York, and they face very hostile environment at times. And the two directors said, oh, we need to we need to stop what we're doing right now. We need to pray for them. They're so wounded. Something has happened in their past to cause this this anger And this grief, and we just need to pray for them. So I think that has been such a a reminder for me to remember that there's typically a wound or some sort of hurt that has happened that has caused that reaction. And it's not for me to judge. It's not for me to even ask the why, but it is my opportunity to pray over that person, whether they know it or not, but then to react in love and not react in the same anger. And so um, is it hurtful? At times it is. Um, however, um, I have a, a just an appreciation, I think, for what's happened in their past, and it's an opportunity for me to hopefully introduce them to Christ at some point in time, um, or at least have someone in their future, you know, point them to Christ. And so just remembering not to respond in kind and just to prayerfully pray um, that they'll meet God, meet Jesus somewhere.
1: How does the National March for Life become a springboard into the new complexity of battling state capital by state capital?
0: I think it's a great visual representation that the pro-life community isn't stopping. We understand that ROA's Um, A great victory. However, we are not doing victory laps. We're not celebrating and say, hey, our work is done. It is just, again, a reminder that there's still lots of work to be done at the legislative level, all the way down to the pregnancy center level. And that's one of the things FOCUS is really hoping to do is to activate the church, the Big C Church, to get involved at their local level. The way we make abortion unthinkable and make it unnecessary is we come alongside that young woman and the father of her baby and her child Um, to let them know that there are resources available for them, um, maybe resources they're not even familiar with. And so I think showing, again, this big visual of all these people coming together, I hope women and men who are in that situation of an unexpected pregnancy will see that there are people who truly do care for them. And there are pregnancy centers who offer true medical care, and they offer options for these women that don't include taking the life of their child. I think it's a great visual picture for those women to know that there are people here ready and willing to help.
1: Robin Chambers directs the advocacy for children at Focus on the Family. Robin, thank you for joining us here on Family Life.
0: Thank you, Greg.
1: I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.